Awesome. Welcome to another episode of Love Blooms with myself, Gilisitza. I sometimes go by the alias, a poet named Eternity, and I always love a rich conversation about God. This podcast serves to shine light and fellowship with Christian creatives the continent over. On the show today, we have South African Christian hip-hop artist, Black Newborn, and we'll be talking all things Christ and hip-hop in the crowd with... Yay, welcome to the podcast, yeah. Black Newborn. Hey. Thank you so much for taking time out Thank you. to Thank chat you to me. Yeah. Um, two things that I've been dying to ask you. Hey. Firstly is how you came to know Christ. Cool. And what the inspiration was behind your name. Okay. I, I mean, unless Black Newborn is like your government name. but like, can be. <laughs> It really can be. It's a real name. Mm. B is a real letter. Touche. That was a real letter. Okay. So. <laughs> okay, cool. So how did you come to know How much time do we have? We have as much time <laughs> that's, as we need. That's a long story. <laughs> I'm here. I'm ready. We've got so, coffee. We've got water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'll start from the beginning. Mm. Um, so I grew up in a church-growing family. Um, okay. Grew up in a mainline traditional church. Mm. Uh, very synchronistic. We believe in God and sisters. Mm. Jesus has no place because if he's Jewish, uh, he's a Jewish ancestor. Right. Uh, just like we have black ancestors. But but the crazy thing is that my family did not subscribe to that theology. Okay. Um, so we did not dabble in ancestors or anything like that. So my dad was actually a preacher at one of those churches. Mm. So I just grew up knowing that we pray every night before we sleep. Everything we have comes from God. Yeah. Um, we depend on Him entirely. Jesus is God's son, but I don't know why He's in the story or right. in the picture because yeah. we never open the Bible. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just like if you want to find out, just go read the name. Right. Uh, we just didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think it wasn't, not that it wasn't encouraged or discouraged, we were very like indifferent about it, but mm. we strongly believed in God. Mm. Um, so I grew up there for, uh, yeah, I mean, I could, I, my memories run back to age five, so I remember being five sure. years old in there. It was really massive with choirs. Mm. Um, so those kind of churches, we had like choir competitions. I remember just wanting to sing with my dad and my mom. Um, so yeah so I kind of spent most of my life there and then yeah then uh, my grandparents from my mom's side mm. they went to a, a, what we call it Santo Lamazayo Okay. Uh, yeah, we, is that ZCC? No, no, no. Oh. No, it's totally different. Oh, okay. So Educate me. white uniform. Oh. Uh, I think the women wear blue, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's okay. like... A syncretic church. But I didn't believe in ancestors at all. Ah, uh, okay. At all. Okay. Um, but, but there were a lot of umprofeti. Uh-huh. Which, which I think is just like... A very clean Sangoma. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> With a Bible. That's if, if we just right, have to call right, it what it right, is. Right, right, right. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, but and, and my grandfather was opposed to uh, ancestral worship. He just didn't mm. encourage it at all. He actually totally like, forbade it at the house. My parents, my mom and her siblings couldn't. Wow. Yeah, so they didn't grow up. Mm. 
So that was something like people do in the hood. I grew up in Tambisa, but it wasn't a thing we did in my family. And my dad's family was just super broken, so he didn't grow up with his friends. Mm-hmm. He just lived there. Anyway, cut the long story short. So I grew up there. Yeah. Um, and then when I turned 15, 14, my parents divorced. Um, so I think just the idea of church and God, I was just like, I, like I'm just going to do my own thing. I had discovered hip hop by then as well. Mm-hmm. And hip hop is obviously anti Christianity, right. anti the God of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Hip hop believes in a God, in right. fact, many gods, yeah. but not the one of the Bible. So I was starting to just like develop my own ideas about theology, about God and the world, kind of formulating my own worldview. And so I, I was like, I mean, my dad is not around, which was my hero, mm. somebody who guided me quite a lot. So I was just like, okay, let's just figure this thing out uh, on our home. Yeah. Um, and so grade 10, I went to church because uh, my friend's family went to church. So it was a, Christian, it was a charismatic church, Christian charismatic church. So I went there, it was cool. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't do any crazy things. Mm-hmm. Very morally upright. Yeah. We, we don't smoke, we don't sleep around. If we can take all those those things, greet old people, wash dishes, mm. just make people happy, we'll be cool with yeah. <laughs> uh, So I kinda did that throughout my whole high school. And then got to university, I went to a film school. Um, so I think it's yeah. It's the worst environment ever. Mm. Um, it's creative in yeah. one spot, and yeah. we're all just nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so when I got to university, I think the idea of God was really challenged. Mm. Um, and then first year, funny enough, there was a Christian guy mm-hmm. I knew, um, Jacques. I hope wherever he is, he's still alive and praising the Lord. Mm. Uh, but Jock was like, yo man, we should study a Bible study. So I was like, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm a decent person. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this thing. Let's read the Bible, whatever. Right? Yeah. And then we kind of advertised it to a bunch of people at school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a bunch of us came together. Like literally Christians, Muslims, uh, wow. Rastafarians. Like it was just nuts. And we were all going to read the Bible. Wow. And for a year, we planned how this Bible study was going to look like. And it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> For an entire year, we met about how we were going to meet. Mm-hmm. We actually never met and read the Bible. So I think at the end of my first year, I was just like, you know what, like, I'm done with trying to be a good person. Because right. that was my idea of Christianity. Yeah. So I'm done trying to be good, morally upright, da da da. I'm actually just going to go wild and smoke. I'm going to drink. Let's try weed. Everybody smokes weed. Let's do that. You know? Everyone talks to girls. Yeah, let's everyone. Do let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. People sleep around. Why not? Let's mm. do it. And I think looking at, at that point, what I'm going to say now, I don't think I was conscious of it, but I think what informed that largely was just my broken relationship with my father. Right. So at the back of my head, I concluded that if his life turned out the way it did, mm-hmm. he abandoned his family, he worshipped God for all his life, as far as I can remember, uh, and now he's left us. And it's just, I mean, he started like multiple relationships with many women mm. um, so I was like well if I'm not going to turn out to I, I don't want to be like that mm. so let me do everything he doesn't do my dad doesn't drink he doesn't smoke he doesn't cuss so let me cuss let me drink let me smoke um, right. maybe my life will turn out to be different from him from mm. his, right? uh, which was probably like stupid but obviously brokenness anger all of those things mm-hmm. so that's where I was like for the rest of my university uh, years which was 
two years left because that was my second year. Mm. So I had second year and third year left uh, my degree. Um, and then I think towards my third year, we're going to the club. Um, my wife was part of the squad mm-hmm. we met in varsity. Okay. Um, so uh, she was very close friend at that point. So we, I was the resident driver. Okay. I don't know why, because I was half drunk. Time, <laughs> but we were irresponsible. Egypt. <laughs> exactly. Egypt. Godless. <laughs> didn't care for life. Um, so I parked the car, everybody gets out and they walk. There's a bunch of guys standing outside this particular club. And they're trying to talk to my friends. And my mm. friends are like, oh, we don't want to hear this. You guys look like Jehovah's Witnesses. We don't want to chat to you. Sure. Probably want to tell us about some, some part or whatever. So I'm like, I like talking. Oh. Me, I'm going to stop and talk to these guys in this chat. <laughs> <laughs> I like debating. Yeah. <laughs> Bring your God and your Bible. Let's do this thing. <laughs> so anyway, so they stopped me. We chat. And then, um, I mean, in hindsight now, the guy did not do a very good job of presenting the gospel. Mm-hmm. But I think he was just the first Christian, super zealous. All he knew is that, like, those dead people, like myself, yeah. who needed to be saved. Yeah. And that was his passion and motivation. Um, and so we started chatting, and then he asked me what I'm here to do. I told him I'm here to get drunk. He's like, are you going to pick up a girl? I'm like, probably. Are you going to get high? Most likely. Mm. And so he said to me, uh, what if Jesus comes back mm. high, drunk, having sex? What would you do? And for the first time in my life, I didn't have an answer. Like, I normally had an answer for every... Because you're here with the yeah. answers. Oh, oh, <laughs> talk to me? I rap, bro. Right. I, have, I have many words. Bars on bars. <laughs> bars. I'm the wordsmith. You can't tell me anything. For sure. But for the first time, I was like, oh, smack. Mm. I don't know if this mm. guy is God. I believe he. I mean, I believe he's God's son. So, and I knew Jesus was coming back to get people mm. for what I don't know but I'm like yo when he comes I know stuff is going to hit the fan so yeah. I don't like shoot I don't have an answer I mean needless to say my night was ruined mm. <laughs> it's done like, mm. I couldn't party anymore mm-hmm. and then for the next three years after that that question played me mm. it's like where is the answer for this thing I don't yeah. know what's going to happen mm. you know so much so that every night after that when I was with a girl or whatever mm-hmm. I'd be like yo let's pray before Hey, stupid things. <laughs> That's how deluded I was. Let's you know at I mean? least, you know, like, sanctify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In case it comes back, I pray. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, oh, deception. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So for three years, plagued me. And then I remember part of those three years, um, there was a guy my friend gave me a sermon he gave. We weren't Christians, mm. but I think we just liked people who spoke yeah. and had stuff to say, like sounded intelligent. This guy named Paul Washer. Mm-hmm. So Paul Washer's a preacher. Um, and yo, man, that guy just, I remember his sermon on dating. I think when I heard it for the first time, I wasn't a Christian. I stopped dating for like six months or so. Because mm. I was just like, sheesh. Yeah. Um, so I remembered that I had listened to him. So this is three years after this question had played me. So I found Googled him, found him on the next listen to sermons. Uh, and I think I heard the gospel for the first time on the internet. Mm. And I am a sinner, um, broken, I rebelled against God, um, I'm separated from God because of my sins. Yeah. Um, and I need to be saved. I need my grave to be like open and wide and mm. for the Spirit to breathe life into me. Um, and I think I surrendered my life to Jesus. 
on the internet. <laughs> of course you did. And, and I, I gave my life to him and I was like, I, I don't know how it's going to look like. I don't know what it means. Mm. All I know is that I need you. My life is at a, at a mess. Um, and I think just to add to that, like at the end of my third year, because of my situation at home, mm-hmm. my, my, my mom had to move away from our family house. So I was technically homeless, I was sleeping in my car, yeah. uh, my dad stopped paying for my car at some point, so that got repossessed, so I was yeah. homeless, um, and I had ended up with a family in four ways, and then after that, a friend of mine took me in, mm-hmm. uh, he had an RTP house, so we were there just like living off of cigarettes and tea, mm. and I remember just thinking, sheesh, my life is done, yeah. I had all these dreams, I had all these things, and here I am, just mm. in the house with nothing and cigarettes and tea. Like, this is me, this mm. is what my life has wanted to. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yo, like I don't have anything. So if you wanna be my everything, yo, I'm, I'm gonna mm. like, come in and, and just surrender my life and give everything to you. Right? Uh, and shortly after that, then I found a church close to where we were staying, mm-hmm. um, and I went there for a couple of months or a year um, and I think what frustrated me there was the Bible was not open uh, mm. they opened it on Sunday like most churches but I was like okay cool I get that but now um, Monday to Saturday can we read the story right. and people are like for what? yeah <laughs> stop being hectic man let's just come to church on Sunday and when they ask you to do stuff do it <laughs> stop trying to be like super Christian and I was like I know a life without Jesus. Right. And now that I have him, I, I want more of him. Mm-hmm. I can't just have him on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I have a Bible. So right. If you're not going to help me read it, I'll figure this thing out myself. Right. But I want more of him. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, that's how I got saved. Okay. <laughs> All that other stuff was like icing. But, yeah. but that's how I got saved, I think, on the internet after, yeah, years and years of running away from life myself uh, in my own way in my own terms um, and then he yeah just smacked me in the face I think he yeah he took things away from me things that I had placed my identity in mm-hmm. education was one of them my family was one of them uh, my kids were one of them mm. so I think yeah he kind of took all those things and when I was stripped naked I was like yeah I right. <laughs> when he had your attention yeah sure okay yeah. Yeah. wow amazing you um, mentioned that education was one of those things yeah. um, that your gift your talent your gifting was one of those things yeah. and the scripture for today uh, is from 2nd Corinthians 10 15 mm. and it reads uh, not boasting of things beyond measure that is in other men's labors but having hope that as our faith is increased we shall be greatly enlarged by you in our sphere sure Right. Um, there's another version, I think it's ESV, that speaks of our sphere of influence, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, here's the ESV. It says, we do not boast beyond limit in the labors of others, but our hope is that as your faith increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged. Right. So I remember reading this and realizing that I have a sphere of influence. 
Sure. I have an area of influence. Yeah. I mean, the world says it isn't. Yeah. And I was like, God, but you made me like this. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not all these things that the black family says you need to be in order to be considered. You know, you even get like a seat yeah. at the table when you're those things. Yeah. And when you're not, there are all these like negative connotations around creativity, yeah. which is weird because black people are so creative. But anyway, podcast one. Another- and he is a creative, right? Yeah. Um, with that said, I when when I for me to reach out to you, I, I was on Instagram and I saw your post about uh, hip hop needs the gospel as much as I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So he strips you of this yeah. gifting. Yeah. And but this 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 culture, if I if I can yeah. say that, needs the gospel as much as you do. So now you know that you need the gospel. Yeah. But the fraternity as it is <laughs> might tell you that you are smoking your socks yeah. right so i just wanted to get from you because that resonated with me so much like what was the inspiration mm. behind that like what happened yeah you know yeah, yeah so sure that's the stuff um so, so obviously i think that post has been like eight years in the making Mm, that's real yeah that's real yeah eight nine years Um, again so when i got saved um, like most christians yeah our natural response is to go cold turkey right right yeah and everyone (laughs) and everyone yeah which i think is like like god's way of protecting us god's mercy mm. and then and his uh, providence when we do mature mm. uh, he can send us back uh, to the places that he saved us from mm. which i think is, is wise so if somebody's like because i know a lot of people are like oh no let's, you know the world needs the gospel and i'm like yeah again but i wouldn't advise a new convert yeah to go hang out in the same spots you've Fresh out of that, you yeah. Know what I mean, like, mm. like temptation still right. smells fresh. Um, right. Things mm-hmm. that you used to just, yeah, be in bed with. Mm. Uh, um, still, still taste, still smell, still feel fresh. So mm. go cold turkey. I think it's fine. Um, so, but in 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 our going cold turkey, uh, I think a, a lot of us um, do that on our own outside of community. Yeah. That's, at least that's my experience as well. Um, so I got saved, and then, like I said earlier on, I go to this church, I'm trying to meet with people to read the Bible, and everyone is like, whoa, 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 whoa mm. like, what are you doing? Mm. And I'm just like, yo, man, I, I know that Christian community is a thing, it's a gift of God. Like, right. I'm not supposed to be alone. Jesus right. had his 12, when mm. in the 12, he had his three, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I'm like, Christian community is a thing. Yeah. Like, it's the church in Corinth. It's not just a church randomly. Right. The community in Corinth had a church. The mm-hmm. community in Philippi had a church. Sure. So I'm like, Christian community is a thing. Um, and so when I was cold turkey, I kind of cut everything up. So including him up. And another thing I was doing then, because when I went into my crazy spiral in university, I dropped hip hop then. Okay. Because I was just like, this thing's not going to make me money. Because I was all about my money, all about mm. my education, all about you know, let's be right. this thing in the world, be big. Everything is all about us. Yeah. So I did comedy. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, it, and and comedy pays more. Of course. Comedy pays more at a very at a at an entry level. Mm. You know I mean, so in music you'll get paid once you like 
come yeah. up the ranks. But in comedy, like, yo, you, you're starting out entry-level stuff, you're doing five minutes, you can easily make 4,000 for five minutes. Hey, you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm like, I'm in varsity, yo, this thing is making go up. Mm. I can talk, I can make people laugh, mm-hmm. let's do it. Mm. Um, anyway, so I divorced hip-hop, and then when I got saved, I mean, we were having a conversation earlier on, and mm. it's, it's, it's as though I had that conversation with God, where he was like, yo, I actually made you for this. Right. So you're trying to make people laugh. That's cool. You can mm. use that skill when you're on stage doing music. Right. That's what I made you do, uh, created you for. Mm-hmm. So, so I had a very weird time having to drop comedy. But I think it, it wasn't necessarily weird because all my jokes were just, I was non-Christian. Mm. So part of me was like, ah, it's fine. Mm. You know I, mean? like, I, I, I don't know how to make people laugh. Right, using scripture? Yeah, you know what I mean? There's nothing funny about the gospel. <laughs> like, we're not going to laugh at the truth that Jesus hung on the cross. Right. There's nothing funny about that. Yeah. So, so I was like, okay, that's fine. I can easily drop that, Lord. Uh, so you want me to, to rap again? So it's like, yeah, cool. Uh, but at that point, I dropped everything. I dropped all my... I deleted all my hip-hop from my computer because uh, it wasn't Christian. Yeah. I didn't think that there was Christian hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having to pick up the pen again and start afresh you know I mean it was a weird experience but mm. I think a very humbling one mm-hmm. but all my music was just very harsh man mm. like not grace filled at all the same grace I had experienced mm. like a couple of months ago was not the same grace that was coming out of my music mm-hmm. all I was saying was trying to warn people of the realities and dangers of hell you know what I mean like yeah. I had just escaped hell so I'm just like, yo, don't go there. If you yeah. do this, you'll end up there. If you do this, blah, blah, blah. Very black and white. Mm. You know what I mean? Super zealous, like the guy who shit. But it was just like, yo, don't smoke. Don't drink. Don't <laughs> sleep around. Don't cuss. Da, da, da. But right. there was never a, hey, yo, listen, God really loves you. God cares for you. You're made in God's image. Right. You know what I mean? Like, how, who are we that God would even die for us on the cross? You know? mm. Just think, like... All of God's, God's mercies, God's grace of our life. That was not there in my early music. Mm. Super harsh. Yeah. Um, and but I've always felt weird about it, but I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. I was just like, no, it's opposition. Ah. You know what I mean? Like the world hates the truth. Um, oh, they can't handle they the, can't truth. Handle the truth. Satan is after me. And I'm just like, right. but at the same time, again, because I don't have community, nobody's discipling me. Nobody's sitting down with me to say. But yeah, I think the stuff is harsh, man. Mm. You know what I mean? I think, yo, like, listen, the grace that you experienced is the same grace you should be extending. Mm. So, so I continued doing that. Um, even my next album, um, after that, uh, I think the thing with, with that was that I was just trying to, like, solidify myself in, in terms of doctrines that I believe. Mm. So a lot of that came out, came across in my second album. I think there was a bit of grace there, a bit of love, but I think it was just an artist processing their own walk with, right. with the Lord. Where do I stand? Mm. This church says this about this. You interpret the Bible this way. Where do I stand? Mm. So a lot of that came out of my, my second album. I think only my third album. Um, and I think because life happened. I got married by then. Right, okay. We were about to have a kid. You know, I moved cities. Da, da, da. Life is just mm. happening. 
so I kind of moved from my theological pedestal mm. and I was on the ground with normal humans again. Right. I'm in community with people who love me, people who care for me. I'm seeing brokenness mm-hmm. and how the gospel is transforming that. I'm seeing how grace uh, works out practically. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm starting to understand that every day God gives me new mercies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm being challenged as a husband, I'm being challenged as a brother, I'm being challenged as a son. Mm-hmm. I'm a minister myself at church. I have to preach to people. Somebody comes to me, oh, my son is on drugs. I'm divorcing my wife. I'm like, sheesh. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm being confronted with all of this stuff that by the time I, I release my third project, um, I think I was for lack of a better word, more sober in terms of grace. Mm. Um, and then, um, and I think then after that, uh, I think the biggest thing that happened was uh, uh, my business partner stole money from, from me. Mm. Uh, and then I think that wrecked me. Yeah. I was just like, for two years, I stopped making music. Right. Um, and I was just like, sheesh, like the world is messed up. Um, and here's somebody I trusted, we're doing God's work. Mm. Uh, we're marching together. We want to transform the culture. We're reading the same Bible. We read, listen, we yeah. met 6 a.m. to pray together. Ooh. Week in, week out. Right? Yeah. And so when that happened, I, I, I think like God grew me a little bit more from there. And so I came to a point of realizing, smack, like, out of all these events, these past few years, Grace was what kept me. Yeah. Like, if, if God wasn't gracious, I would have been toast. Right. You know, I would have been toast. I would have killed this guy who stole my money. Yeah. Toast. I'm in prison. Mm. You know, when people are telling me, "Yo, man, like I'm divorcing my wife. What should I do?" I can't just be like, "Wow, like just divorce. The world yeah. is messed up." You know. Yeah. I mean, to minister grace practically, how does that look like? Or how do you forgive somebody who's cheated or whatever? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But seeing all those things. I was like, I actually haven't been that gracious in my music. Right. And this is the biggest tool God has given me to reach the hip-hop culture, the culture that he saved me from and threw me back in. Mm. Um, I, I realized that I've just, maybe these guys haven't been listening to me because I sound exactly like, huh. you know what I mean? Like huh. the, the other dude in robes who like <laughs> told them they're going to hell. There it is. And it's like, but you talk like us, you dress like us. We know you. We know you. Yeah, we, we know you. We thought you were hip-hop, so right. what are you saying? What are you actually saying? Yeah, I mean, you like, clown. Yeah, <laughs> we actually don't even want this Jesus of yours. That's right. why we don't go to church. And now you're bringing the same thing here. Mm. So and I was like, nah, bro, I, the same gospel that I'm trying to preach to them is the same gospel that I need. Right. Uh, and if this gospel is good for a sinner like me, it's definitely good for them. Mm. I was saved then. Right. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. wasn't saved when I figured out the right Christianese to say, when mm. I had the right clothes, when my act was all cleaned up. No, like God found me in the muck, found me in the dirt, he found me um, in my grave. And that's mm. where these guys are. Right. And what got me out of there is just seeing how gracious and merciful God was with me. Mm-hmm. He did not destroy me in my sin. In those three years when I was pondering that question, he did not destroy me. He did For not sure. take me. Yeah. Had I died in that state, I was going to hell. Mm. He was gracious enough to leave me to think about a question for three years. Right. Um, and I'm like, sheesh, God is that patient. Um, and so I need to be patient with hip-hop. Mm. I need to be gracious with hip-hop. Not shying away from the truth. Jesus wasn't wasn't um, 
um, shying away from the truth when he was with people. He was very loving. So mm. much so that the Pharisees were confused by why he hangs out with quote unquote sinners. Yeah. But he told them the truth. Mm. You know what I mean? Lovingly, honestly, earnestly, he was there with them, walking with them, um, and told them the truth. And so I realized, sheesh, man, like if I'll, I'm going to make a difference, if there's an impact that's going to be made by this gospel, which I believe is the only way to transform hip hop, yeah. I have to administer it graciously. Mm. Not the way that I've been doing for, for the past eight years. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so interesting um, that I think we were having this conversation earlier as well. So our offices, <clears throat> excuse me, our spheres of influence, and yeah. those are so different. Yes. Our offices are so different, and we breakthrough comes at different times, yeah. in different seasons. Yeah. You know, uh, different dispensations and dis- different uh, generations. One thing that you really touched on that I also struggled with yeah. was sounding apathy. Hey. Sounding self-righteous hey. Hey. and not realizing that I sounded self-righteous yeah. until somebody said, "Do you know that you don't make this attractive? Sure. You sound holier than thou." And in my mind, I'm like, "You don't even know. Like Jesus had seventy disciples, hey. and fifty-eight left because that truth was hard." And I was like, "Madam, what are you doing? Relax, bro. Chill. Like no one has spoken to you like that." Exactly. When you yield in the secret place, exactly. as you are, yeah, yeah. in your muck, yeah. in your mess, yeah. he still says, come. Yeah. So where do you get off? Sure. Talking to my son, my child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that for me, like that sticks out because I think we can, we can go ahead of God with the grace that we have unintentionally sure. because we're not fellowshipping because we're not in the word because yeah. we're not in the community because sure. we don't want to be rebuked yeah we don't want to be corrected yeah. we don't want to be t- but that's the process sure. daily you know i used to I, don't, I thank god that i didn't have like a struggle with something as cruel as pornography yeah right sure. but i saw myself in a particular way because of the music that i grew mm. up on so if a man or a guy was polite. Sure. I thought he really wanted my attention. <laughs> you just trying to pack your groceries. <laughs> I'm just I trying to help you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just opening the door. It's not that deep, kid. Like <laughs> we're good, you know. But the word really like renewed my heart. Sure. And good. the the word of God and this like the Holy Spirit needs to be like enough. Like yeah. enough, enough, enough yeah. to the point where if this is the last time I ever see you, sure. we share a new fellowship and that's enough. That's good. But we go beyond our spheres of influence. We go beyond the office yeah. and we put on a thing and we become Jeez. gods. Yeah. We make <laughs> gods out of our God. Yeah. And he doesn't do that, no. you know? So, yeah. I, I say that to say being a creative because we are sensitive mm. and we love our mm. thing yeah. as if it's ours there's a there's a there's a renewal that has to happen it's a requirement almost much like the wilderness when you are walking mm. the walk because sure. it's not about you you know yeah. um, but before we go over our time yeah. you didn't tell me where your name came from I didn't yes I briefly briefly <laughs> um, briefly so, so um, I think, yeah, so I started rapping in 2002, mm-hmm. um, and I remember thinking to myself, I was around the time my parents divorced, um, that people could take a 
fond of the Black Consciousness Movement, um, mm. and so I was like, yo, that's that's something people can't take away from me. Like, you can take my money, you take stuff, right. but... Can take my mom and my dad. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, take away my blackness. <laughs> right. Mm. Um, and so that just stuck with me. And then when I got saved, I was like, oh, maybe I should not choose this thing because hmm. blackness is not my primary identity. Right. Um, the fact that I'm in Christ is my primary identity, mm-hmm. but I couldn't call myself Christ. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So I added the new board to it um, mm. because I realized again that God made me black. Um, so mm. Part of my well, my blackness is part of God's expression of His image yeah. in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, so God expresses Himself in me being male, me being black as well, uh, mm-hmm. and He did not make me any other race anywhere else. So I was born in the township, I was born as a girl, I was born black. So that is just naturally given to me by God mm. for the sake of his kingdom so I must use all of that uh, to speak to those particular people Yeah. if I was a colored guy born somewhere in Cape Town or whatever God made me that way he mm. gives me that language so that I can convey the gospel to those people Yeah. so yeah so my name is uh, Black Newborn so I mean, I'm a black newborn child of Christ uh, yeah Wordsmith, Wordsmith, I hear you, sir. Finger snaps. Okay, awesome. That brings us to yeah, the end of our podcast. Thank you so it's much. The longest you've done. <laughs> no, it really isn't. Because I talk too, a lot. I feel like you are like, Ish, let me just hold back a little bit, hey. just so you don't go over. We could talk forever and ever um, when it comes to the gospel, yeah. uh, sharing of the scriptures. Thank you so much for taking the time pleasure. out. Uh, I really appreciate it. I'm such a fan of your work. Thank you. Uh, I pray for your family. I pray for your wife and your Thank your you. daughter. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, lastly, shout out. You uh, must give a shout out. And where can we find you on social media? Uh, so all social media is yeah. I'm starting to hate Twitter. Uh, <laughs> but I'm on Twitter. I'm not active on Twitter. Uh, highly active on Instagram. If you want me directly, come to Instagram, uh, Facebook. I'm there. Um, TikTok. Go to TikTok. No, we uh, doing TikTok. Hectic, <laughs> guys. <laughs> so, and it's all black newborn, B L A Q U E space N U B O N. Um, and that's where you'll find me. YouTube as well. Follow the newborns. That's my uh, channel with my wife. Mm-hmm. Our channel, rather. Um, so, yeah, you can find me there. And one shout out. Yeah, well, I mean, if there's two. I don't know, hey? Like, a person. A person, a situation, God. Do you want to do a shout out? Like, <laughs> can I plug myself? You can. Plug, listen, every Wednesday I'm dropping new music. so. Okay, so, cool. Where do we so, find it? Um, whatever service you use. So okay. Deezer, Spotify, iTunes, uh-huh. Apple Music, Google Play, whatever you use. Mm-hmm. Uh, every Wednesday I'm dropping a new song for the whole year. Wow, yeah. consistency. Yeah, 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 yeah. We dig it. We love it. So tomorrow? Tomorrow's time. Wednesday, the 4th of March, 2020. Yeah, yeah. Can we get a title? Mboza. Mboza. Yeah, yeah. As in Dijo City Snacks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for tuning in to Love Blues with myself, Kilisisa. Sometimes I go by the alias, a poet named Eternity. I love a rich conversation about the gospel and I love God. See you next time.